Hi, Brandon Monroe here, and you're listening to the Bernie Breakdown. Well, as we get ready for another throwback weekend at Darlington, we start with the big NASCAR news of the day. Coming out of Charlotte, NASCAR has announced their 2023 inductees into the Hall of Fame. I'm Brandon Monroe. Alongside me, as always, is Mark Chavez. And as we start tonight with the Hall of Fame announcement, I think... Well, there might have been some surprises with who got the votes. The people who got voted in, not really shocking at all, at least in our opinion. Matt Kenseth being voted into the Hall of Fame, as we already said. Slam dunk, no doubt about it. Great choice there. Kirk Shelberdine, the other inductee off the modern-day ballot, I think we would both agree that is well-deserved. Championship-winning crew chief won a ton of races with Dale Earnhardt and championships as well. On the Pioneer ballot, we have Herschel McGriff. I think while that ballot, there was a lot of you know decision-making probably there, Herschel still being with us. I think it's really cool to see him get in while he's still here. And hopefully you know, everything will go good and we'll still see him comes uh, the induction ceremony next year. I'm sure that will be awesome. And then the Landmark Award as well, uh, Mike Helton. Uh, I think we were both on the same page there when we did our preview you know, a couple weeks ago when they announced who was going to be on the ballot. Helton, a great pick, led NASCAR through a lot in his uh, time with the sport, and it's pretty cool to see him get that award as well. Yeah, all very worthy inductees. I think, like I said, the only two to me that seemed like pretty much, not necessarily, I mean, Kenseth seemed like a guarantee. If Kenseth didn't get in, it would have been a, a travesty. He by far had the best credentials for anyone on the regular, on the modern era ballot. Uh, the other one I that I felt was pretty likely was Mike Helton. Uh, I wouldn't have been shocked if Janet Guthrie had gotten it instead. But Mike Helton seemed like the slam dunk that we talked a lot about how he effectively, I mean, became the face of trage- tragedy, not a job that anybody wants. But he went up there and, I mean, I think really captured the impact that that moment was going to ultimately have on the sport. I mean, it's a clip that's been that will be played forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Pioneer ballot, there was a lot of good candidates there. Uh, funny enough, I think the guy that we both felt was the least deserving, certainly not in terms of his motorsports achievements, one of the best racers of all time, but in terms of his NASCAR achievements, uh, AJ Foyt actually second in the Pioneer ballot, only one gets in, but second in the Pioneer ballot and actually received the fan vote on the Pioneer ballot. So I think it's pretty... I don't know, because I know that one has to do with how long people are in. I don't know if there's anybody on the Modern Era ballot that will drop off into that Pioneer ballot next year. But with AJ Foyt already coming in second, I think I'd be pretty surprised if uh, he did not get in next year. There was I don't know if they told us the percentage of votes that he was on or percentage of ballots uh, that he was on, just that he finished in second. We do know that Herschel McGriff did receive 31% of the Pioneer ballot vote, so it was actually pretty pretty split uh, with five candidates. An average would have been 20 if everyone was pretty evenly split, so 31%. So I suppose if if the votes for McGriff go to someone else that they could jump ahead of A.J. Foyt, that's certainly possible. But I do think we will see A.J. Foyt inducted here uh, before too long. Would yeah, I'm a, I was going to say, I, I'm just a little surprised by that, too. Just because, you know, when I think of A.J. Foy, you know, 
think more like IndyCar, stuff like that. Not really NASCAR. So it is interesting to see the poll that he has amongst the voters to get him as close as he got this year. I mean, like, I'm not surprised he's on the, the fan vote. Like, he's the mm-hmm. the name there. Like, the only, like, really, there's no one else on that list that I feel like uh average NASCAR person would even really know who they are. But AJ Foyt is a world-renowned name in motorsports. And again, like, incredibly talented racers is not a knock against him, just if it, in terms of NASCAR, I think all of these other people on the list had a better, bigger impact than AJ Foyt did. So, I think the other big surprise on here is probably, where is Carl Edwards? Uh, Not in the top five in terms of modern era ballot votes. I think we've talked about it before where he kind of, he might have left like a bad taste in some people's mouth in terms of how he left and some of the things that, you know, you hear about him, stories on, off the track. You know, he's, I think a lot of people just think of Carl as this nice guy who does backflips and gives trophies to kids. I know, you know, a lot of people probably did when he was still here, but I just find it really surprising given everything he's done in the sport to see some of these people that ended up being, you know, ahead of him in the votes. I, I thought, you know, after Matt Kenseth got in this year, Carl would be that one in terms of, you know, recent modern day drivers to kind of get out in front and make a case for it next year. And here we are. And it does not look like that is the case at all. I mean, it could certainly change uh, between now and then. I think part of it is the fact that, he is just basically gone from the sport now. Not even just from NASCAR, but from racing in general. And I think that's something that certainly weighs on them. Someone like Kenseth still races, obviously raced in NASCAR just a, a couple years ago, but still race, was racing this past weekend, I think. Yeah, he was doing some super late model races. I think, uh, so still races, still in the sport, still shows up, was in the booth, like still a face. Obviously, without all these, Kenseth's still getting in. Like, like I said, but with uh, just, I, I wonder if that plays some some effect here. I mean, Carl not even included on the fan ballot. Uh, obviously, Ken is getting one of those, but Harry Gant getting the other, which is funny because it was actually Neil Bonnet uh, last time around that got that fan vote. So it's not like Harry Gant's a new inductee, but just how the votes change, it's always possible. I don't, it was always hard to judge like someone like Carl against, like, Shelmer Dean or Harry Hyde. It's just, it's apples and oranges, really. So I'm not necessarily surprised that they are ahead of him. And I even talked a, a bit about Neil Bonney. I mean, I know in the media uh, industry, he had a pretty big impact uh, in the later part of his career, had some TV shows he was a major part of, and kind of became one of the media faces of NASCAR. Uh, Harry Gantz being ahead of him is probably a little bit surprising, but... I would not be surprised either if this was a, let's just, Carl's resume is great, but not spectacular. Let's try to get in uh, someone who's still alive. That is old. I mean, Harry Gant, while looks the same that he did when he retired 30 (laughs) years ago, is not, I mean, he wasn't young then, he's not young now. That's that's very true. And I, I think that probably plays a role in it. Just like I think, you know, Herschel McGriff getting in while he's very deserving. Ha- having him still be here is a, a great reason to vote for him. I feel like when it comes, you know, to where NASCAR is, where you're trying to make up for all these years still, where you didn't have a Hall of Fame. And the same could probably be said for Harry Gant. 
he's probably going to get in with the next, you know, over the next couple of years. I, I don't think it's going to be next year because I think next year it's just going to be Jimmy Johnson and Chad Knauss. I mean, yeah. If next year is when Jimmy's is eligible, then next yeah. year, I, 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 it's possible they don't put Knauss on. Uh, if he's on the ballot, though, he's getting in with Jimmy. It, it, I mean, Jimmy is definitely going to be on the ballot next year, just based on when he retired and when he could go on there. Knauss, uh, you know, now that you bring that up, there's no stipulation for him, I feel like, since he's in, like, a front office role, essentially. Yeah, now. it's weird. They can do whatever they want, effectively. And... So, I think everybody wants them to go in together. Well, I, think, but... I think that's pretty unanimous, yeah. If yeah. he's on the ballot, he gets in. Right, no, exactly, I, like, exactly. So... And I mean, I think it would be fitting. We saw already something similar to that with uh, Joe Gibbs and Bobby and Tony. Yep. So it definitely would be fitting. And then after that, I mean, the next, I don't even know who the next person is that would have retired that'll wind up. There are people that retire that'll wind up being nominated. I, I do think someone like Casey Kane will be nominated eventually. Uh, Someone like Ryan Newman, the Greg Biffle, who is probably almost old enough that it would waive he'd be able to still Keep be racing. nominated, even though he's he's racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if those people ultimately get in at all. Really, I, I would not be shocked, but I think those are definitely like your borderline candidates. But I think there are certainly people who get nominated, but I don't know the next time we'll have someone retire that feels like a slam dunk. I mean, going off of who's old right now, possibly like I mean, uh, Harvey or a true ex. Well, I think you think you're looking, you really, it feels like the three Joe Gibbs veterans, Kurt Bush and Harvick are that list. And it's just who blinks first, who decides this is it. Right. I'm done. I mean, I think a lot of people think Harvick's last year is going to be next year. And that's when his contract runs out. And there's already been talks. I mean, about if he's it, so running like this, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Now. If they yeah. pick it up, he wins some more races by the end of the year. I would not be surprised if he stays, but I, I, if he's running like this, I don't think he wants to keep retiring. And the other one, Truex, there's some murkiness about his future. Uh, but I think the other one is probably Kurt. I, I don't expect him to want to continue to run if he's running like this either. I, I will say I have I have heard some things about Truex recently, and it's it sounds like it it could possibly it, it, be a coin flip right like now. Like it is an actual decision, not just hoeing and humming, but just it, actually. Yeah. It it does sound like that, which uh, I'm not saying it's a yes or a no, but it's it's a possibility. Um, I think what Gibbs is going to probably do there. I know some people think that they're going to want to like push him out, but. I don't know if Bass Pro Shop sticks around. You already have yeah, a huge sponsorship hole with Kyle. He, so. He's one of those, well, the, one of those guys that with the sponsorship, like if and like I don't know that Monster with Ty is gonna right. fork enough to fill that hole. So Kurt, Truex isn't someone I ever imagined being forced out. It was more I could see Truex just going somewhere else. Yeah, I I think if. people. I think people try to equate this as to like when they forced Kenseth out, but none of those sponsors were really tied to Kenseth when they were trying to get room for Eric Jones. This is different. If I'm Gibbs, just given the stuff that's going on with Kyle, um, even though it does sound like they probably have something lined up or at least very close, you want to keep all the sponsorship you can. So if that means keeping Truex around a little bit longer, I I think that's something that they should do. And Truex has been competitive this year, hasn't closed the deal on one yet, but 
will almost certainly win the race. So it's not he's out like he's out there just putzing around. It's just a very unfortunate timing for Joe Gibbs and Ty Gibbs, and mm-hmm. that there, you have two guys for sure. Kyle's always feels like he's up in the air that are just going to retire of their own free will at some point soon. And past Ty Gibbs, you're, I feel like, unless something crazy happens with one of these prospects, at least a couple years, if not three years, from someone else being sitting there knocking at the door trying to get into the Cup Series that you might potentially lose if you don't find spot for him. So if it wasn't for Ty, Ty Gibbs, they could kind of just sit there until someone's ready to retire, but I don't... I mean, he's not really... It's weird, because he's not really in danger of leaving, obviously, I think. He's not going anywhere, yeah. I, I would. I mean, I don't imagine a scenario where that's entirely like, that's possible at all. And so it's just a matter of, do you want to force someone out to move him up uh, next year? And like I said, I still... If... You, if Truex goes, hey, I want to give it one more year and then retire, I think it's a, at that point it just becomes the decision of do you want Ty Gibbs to run in the 23 and on 2311 car or do you want him to stay in the Xfinity series? So, and I don't think running in the 2311 car would ruin him, to be honest. I mean, uh, both of their previous young guns did drive around in a car for the second team that wasn't that good. Well, I think Eric Jones was with, was with Freddie Chiro. I mean, but the car itself was—I don't think—was the same level that Truex's car was. I mean, at least the bare minimum, if those cars were never that good, they had Cole Pern, so it didn't matter for. That's what I was gonna say. I don't think they were Truex, giving, but I don't think they were giving Jones. Job. I don't. I still don't think he Cole has. Pern. I don't think he has the resources still. Though. And Cole Pern being a yeah, resource, Cole, like, he's a he's a very your, good resource. <laughs> your crew chief, your pit crew, there's still all resources that come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they were taking second-rate cards and giving him, but I don't think that it was the same level of overall resources that the and rest at of... At the end of the day, he was a rookie, so... Yeah. Well, no, and that's know, my point, yeah. too, so I don't yeah. know that it's the worst idea. These cars seem to handle pretty differently, so I don't think it's a terrible idea to even put him in the 2311 for a year. I mean, ultimately, it's up to them. Do they want to try to go out with more Xfinity races? Maybe they don't win the championship there and go out and try to try to mm-hmm. do that or move him up, but I don't... Ultimately, that's up to them. I don't think either decision... I don't think there's a right or wrong decision with that. I just think the wrong decision is trying to force out one of these three older guys there because, one, while Christopher Bell certainly headed in the right direction, so was Eric Jones at the time, and they still probably got rid of Eric Jones too soon, but things don't always go out the way that they look like they're going. So I don't know that you want to force out an older guy there and then have another hole if Christopher Bell winds up just being average down the stretch, which I don't think will happen. But it isn't, I mean, wouldn't it be the first time we had a guy who had showed promise at one point that never really reached that level again. So I mean, you've, you've seen it with Gibbs before where they get ready people and they have success elsewhere. I mean, one of those guys, Joey Logano, Bill probably be in this hall of fame discussion you know someday down the road so i mean he, gotta be he careful. will be there's no probably he will be no. well he will be but that's still a long time by then i think you know he'll be one of those slam dunk prospects but for the for the hall but no i i mean yeah i just they're in a weird spot but i mean ty's so young i don't think it's 
terrible terrible idea to go with either of them. I honestly feel that it's probably easier. You have a more of a chance of ruining and throwing him straight into the JGR Cup car than either leaving him there or even putting him in twenty three eleven. Twenty three eleven, he struggles. It's whatever. The whole team's been struggling. I don't expect all three of them if there were three of them there. And I mean, and if Kurt decides to retire after this year, I feel like that makes the decision even easier, to be honest. But it's, uh, we'll see. Definitely, yeah, definitely a wait and see thing. Uh, so that's our minute or more, probably a lot more on the Hall of Fame and everything going on there. Uh, to segue into the truck race, talking about all those Toyota drivers that Gibbs could possibly lose up, you know, lose out on if they don't start moving people around. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek, favorite for Darlington, plus three fifty. A lot of people behind him though that are probably equally as good to pick, at least you know in terms of maybe how we feel about him, not necessarily the odds. It's a it's a weird one here at Darlington. There's a. Not a lot of guys that have a ton of starts here. They haven't been... When did they start going here again? Uh, I think... I think it was during the COVID year. I think they they weren't on the schedule. and They moved it back there in 2020. Then they also went back last year. So they haven't been going here. Yeah, they they did go between 2011 and 2020. They, They did not go. 2011 was the last race before. 2020 was the first race when they came back. So, it's uh, not a lot of history out there with them. It's a pretty unique track. I think it's just the kinds of guys that you would normally expect to see near the front. A couple, I don't know if you want to call them ringers, but guys that we don't normally see in the series. And uh, Ryan Priest in the 17, Ross Chastain in the 41, and also Ogata in the 43, and Todd Bodine making another start here in the 62. Yeah, nice nice to see Todd back on his road to 800 starts. Just going through the list, I mean, not, like you said, there's nobody in that list that you would think is even going to contend, right? Like, I don't see anybody there. In uh, that list of... I guess, did you say Ross? I might have missed you say Ross. No, I, I, I did just include Ross there. Ross is, I mean, Priest could contend, too. That is for, yeah, no, Priest, 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 given how he's running that car, that's probably really the only one. Uh, of that one, yeah. I mean, I this isn't the track. I wouldn't be shocked, honestly, if Todd could go out there and get a top 15, top 10. He does have a history here, and in the couple races that he ran here was actually pretty decent. Uh, I think he, he he was running okay at Vegas until he lost yeah. it. So it's not like he's a moving chicane. So just no. given his experience here, probably not yeah, wrong. Like I, I don't expect him to go out and and win for sure, but does have have some starts here uh, and a win as well. So would not uh, would not be shocking if he was you know competitive, but uh, of the. Uh, yeah, it's just one guy I like at that, like, plus 2,000 or lower level, just has ran decent. They haven't had a ton of speed this year, but have ran more decent is Grant Infinger. Uh, in his three starts since they've come back, he has a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth. That's not bad. That, that, that's the guy, one of the guys I like at that level. So, I mean, if I had to pick right now, somebody in that, you know, 
dark horse long shot area. You know, Carson Hosevar, he he ran pretty good here in the throwback race last year. That's somebody I probably have my eye on. Plus 2,000. He's kind of just been, to use a Tony Stewart quote, like a dart without feathers, though. He's showing the speed, but he's he could be all over the place at times. But I do think that is one that I have my eyes on. Obviously, you might want to take a look at practice and stuff first. But if you're... You're looking to get some, you know, early people in at good odds. Hosevar also at plus two thousand, not a bad one. I think Derek Krause had a top five run here a couple of years ago. He's at plus three thousand, and again, he kind of fits the mold of Hosevar. With yeah, he showed speed, but you don't know what you're going to get. So I think those odds are pretty fitting for those guys. They have had good showings at this track in the past, so definitely somewhere to look at. In terms of an actual favorite, though, you know, coming off of a win at Dirt Bristol. Just another real gut pick, but he has had success here before, winning previously back in 2020, I believe, and that's Ben Rhodes. Yeah, coming off of the championship, it's looked pretty good to start the season so far. I think we're just gonna we're gonna see him start to get on a roll. I think maybe this is the year you really start seeing him put together. I know he had two wins last year and won the championship, and while he was very consistent. He wasn't always contending for the win, I felt like, last season. I think maybe, just maybe, this is the year we start seeing him putting it together a little bit more, and he could be on his way to a pretty good regular season if he keeps it up. Yeah, I'm taking the favorite. I think this is the weekend that John Hunter gets that win. Oh, he, I think he was in position to win this race last year, and there was a, was a restart accident that he was involved in. So. Another one, he showed speed at Darlington before, plus 350. I think that's pretty solid. He's definitely turned it around from the beginning of the year when they just seem to keep having issue after issue. So not a bad pick there with John Hunter. Um, we don't don't seem to have the featured matchups. They have some head-to-head matchups, though. So let's I don't know let's... the truck always has featured matchups. Uh, they do sometimes, but it is only one thing. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, just taking a look at some of these feature matchups, or not feature, just the regular driver prop matchups. Ryan Priest and Zane Smith, minus 115. Priest obviously has been pretty good in that truck when he's been in it so far this year. And Zane Smith, two wins on the season, has been a contender pretty much every week. That's a pretty tough one. Yeah, I mean, just I think Zane Smith has been super consistent all year long. Uh, would have six top tens if it was not for uh, his DQ at Vegas. Uh, and had top, probably could have top fives in all of them, had top five speed at uh, Martinsville and at parts of Dirt Bristol. So I would not be shocked. I, I think actually, even odds, I think I like Zane Smith here. Uh, I'm going to go with Ryan Priest. Like I said, he's been really good in that car so far this year. He has a top 10 in the Xfinity Series at Darlington driving for JD Motorsports. So he knows how to get around the track. So I really like that. He's been a contender in the few races he has had in that car. And just for the sake of being different, it is more fun that way. (laughs) Given they are the same odds at minus 115, I'm going to go with Ryan Brees. Uh, Second up on here, Carson Hosevar at minus 155, Matt Benedetto plus 125. 
I think this is pretty easy, even though Ho Savar has been a little bit all over the place at times this year. He's run good at Darlington in the past, and Matt Benedetto is having one of those years where if something can go wrong, it is going to go wrong. So even at minus 155, give me Carson Hosevar. Yeah, I mean, Hosevar has been decently strong. Currently sitting just inside uh, the playoff bubble, but the Benedetto has had everything go wrong that possibly could. So I think Hosevar is the easier play here. All right, a couple more here. Ben Rhodes and Chandler Smith. Ben Rhodes, the favorite at minus 120, the Chandler Smith at minus 110. Both drivers have showed speed. Both drivers have a win so far this year. I'm going to go with the momentum, though. I'm going to go with Ben Rhodes. Yeah, Ben Rhodes has been very strong. Chandler Smith, though, sitting right there, uh, second in points. I don't know how well either of them have performed here. It looks like Chandler Smith three starts, average finish of 19th and Ben Rhodes, I think I just saw him, yeah, three starts, obviously that win and another top five, but then he also finished in his third race here uh, 34th, though I assume there was some kind of issue there. I don't remember last year's uh, second race that well, but didn't crash or anything, but did finish seven laps off the lead. So with that, I think he did get in an accident. Is that what happened? Like, yeah, it was involved in an accident. Lap 68, it looks like. So they're, they're pretty close. They've both had a lot of speed. Ben Rhodes does have the momentum, though. All right. Next to last one, Stuart Friesen, Matt Crafton. Friesen, the favorite, minus 120 to Crafton, minus 110. Friesen's been decent this year. Crafton, to me, he's having like a typical Matt Crafton season right now, maybe a little bit below that, but I haven't seen a ton out of him. At least Friesen's shown me a little bit of speed. Again, another one of those drivers where it seems like he's either up front or something goes wrong, but... I'm going to go with my gut here. I think Stuart Friesen is the pick for me on this one. Yeah, Friesen's, Friesen's the easy play here. The I'm fact that they're that close is oh, there pretty... We go. <laughs> what? No, I, th- I thought you were just going to stop at this. <laughs> That's the no, play. No, no, just, I mean, it's, the fact that they're this close is pretty surprising. Friesen did have a pretty terrible Dirt Bristol race, which was oh, obviously God. pretty surprising. But, I mean, on the season, Crafton... Has is sitting tenth in points. Friesen's sitting third, and just his overall ran better. So Friesen's the pretty, I think the 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 clear clear obvious play here. All right, and then last but not least here on the truck matchups, Corey Heim at minus one fifteen, Timajeski one minus one fifteen. Again, equal in terms of who you're going with. Heim does have the win at Atlanta. I really like him as a prospect. Jeske has looked fast at times this year, but another driver that just seems real stake-bitten. <sighs> really tough for me. Because I, I would like to see just more of Corey Heim before I pick him at a track like Darlington. That's that's the hard sell. But I, I like him, like what I've seen out of him so far and every level he's been at. So I'm going to roll the dice here. I'm going to go with the unproven rookie and Corey Heim. Well, yeah, I, I, uh, I think Majeski's the uh, the easier play here. I get it. Heim's a very interesting one, like you said. Don't really have any. Doesn't really have an experience 
at a more standard track in the especially track like this and the trucks and Majeski's had some speed this year they've been performing a little better had a couple not terrible races he's still sitting seventh in points but uh i mean he did have a very bad race in uh coda but since then an 11th and then a 21st at dirt bristol but dirt bristol's you know pretty unique track i'm gonna go time majeski all right so those are the uh the matchups which one do you like the most which one do i like the most hmm that's a that's a tough choice there because there there are a couple i would say probably Josevar over De Benedetto. That just that seems like the safest one. Crafton might surprise you. Like it, I don't think it'd be the most shocking thing in the world if he beats Stuart Friesen. He is a veteran. Maybe he kinda rolls back the clock here on throwback weekend and puts together a top five run. Matt De Benedetto has just had so much go wrong. And Carson Josevar, in my opinion, has looked faster than he did last year. It's just all about putting that race together. And I, I do have a little bit more faith in that. So I'd I'd go Josevar over De Benedetto. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Friesen. Like, I, yeah, Crafton could could put it together, but I'm gonna go. It's with safe. Friesen. There's there's nothing wrong if that's the one you're putting money on, especially at those odds. You're definitely gonna get the better payout. But Crafton just being a veteran guy, there's it might be a small chance, but I give him more of a chance to put it together than De Benedetto right now. So that's that's where I am on that. Uh, you got the fantasy teams already made up. What are you looking at over there on DraftKings Daily Fantasy for this race? Well, John Hunter, the most expensive guy at 11200 but I still stuck him on the team. He's going to get a breakout win somewhere. I think it'll be here. Pretty challenging track. And of the, obviously, he only has a couple starts, but of all the drivers, does have tied with the best average finish with uh, Christian Eckes, who finished fifth at an only start, and Grant, Grant Infinger, who has two top fives and three top tens in his three starts. And speaking of Grant Infinger, that's another guy I have on the team at 9,100. Went with, uh, for the third guy, I went with Parker Kligerman. Doesn't I have a ton of success here in the Truck Series. Three starts, average finish of 15th. But that team feels better than they've ever been uh, in his starts with them. They have showed up in the top five almost every race they've ran this year. And he usually doesn't qualify super great, so you get a couple points there as well. Uh, for the fourth guy, I have the other guy I mentioned uh, having finished fifth in his only start here, Christian Neckis. They've had some good speed this year, uh, currently sitting six in points. Uh, his one start was in KBM equipment, which is better than the source board equipment, although not significantly better. But I do like Eckes there at 8,300. Wentworth, who's been a staple on my team, has uh, had a little bit, few couple rough races, but still has ran pretty decent. I uh, don't believe he actually has any starts here, but that's going to be Tanner Gray. Uh, he does have, actually, he actually has three starts. They've not been good, but I'm still going to stick with him. They've been running pretty decent this year, finished top 10 at Vegas. And uh, has had a couple issues in the last couple races, but still had a uh, 7,500 with that team that's been running pretty decent. Uh, I think it's a good value there. And the last guy I went with just historically has 
managed to get some good finishes here and there, and that's going to be uh, Jesse Little at 5,200. Oh, you, you took one of my value picks right there at the end. I also went with Jesse Little, 5,200. Really needed it for what I'm trying to build for this team. Timmy Hill, 6,400. Same reasoning there. Decent value pick. Normally could keep the truck clean. I like him at that for, again, trying to get to the team where, where we're going with the specific lineup. A little bit of a risky pick here. Austin Wayne Self is 6,600, low salary. But again, he's one of those guys where he might show, you know, 15th to 10th place speed, and then he might be in the wall on the next lap. Only averaging about 15 points so far this season per race. But again, if he could keep the truck in one piece, it's going to get you good value from somebody with low salary. Next three guys, all five digits, 10K or more. Ryan Priest at 10,000. Again, looked really good in that truck when he has been in it so far this year. He's had some decent runs across the you know, multiple series. I think he did. He, he might have gotten a top 10 in one of the cup races here last year or the year before, too. I don't remember. I know I was talking about that top 10 he had in JD Motorsports, but regardless, he's shown good pace at Darlington in the past. I like him at 10,000, especially with how he's run. Ben Rhodes, 10 6, former winner at Darlington, coming off of win, defending series champ, 51 points. It's almost 52 points on per average race so far this season. So another strong pick at a track he's good at. And lastly, I also went with John Hunter Nemechek. Well, well, I'm putting my money on Ben Rhodes to win this race. It's not going to shock me if John Hunter does, since he got to fill out a team of six. I think that's a really good one for the fantasy team to round it out. Uh, Priest's best finish in the Cup Series at Darlington was 12th last year. So he's close. I knew he was close, but couldn't remember if he ended up getting that top 10 or not. But still. Given the equipment he is, he's in JTG, not a, not the fastest team. So solid run there. Darlington seems like a, a place that he could get around pretty well. So I do like the pick, especially just given how he's been in that 17 truck so far. So moving on to the Xfinity series. New favorite this week, but that's because he's a cop driver. Chase Elliott at plus 350. Former winner in the Xfinity series at Darlington. Coming off of winning the cup race at Dover, obviously driving for junior motorsports. He's probably the favorite, but is there anybody else behind him that you think could give him a run for his money on Saturday? I think his old car is probably his closest competitor. Darlington's been a pretty solid track for Noah Gregson. Only one win here, but he does have three top fives five top tens and in his five starts. And he has been very good, won his last race here. Uh, obviously, Chase is not, not only is Chase Chase, but he won a race here, second career win. And, I mean, he's going to be in the same kind of equipment that Noah is in. So I certainly think Chase is a worthy favorite and is my pick to win the race. But I, I do think that it is entirely possible that uh, Noah Gregson gives him a run for his money. Man, you just you, you pick him once to win, and you can't get off it. You even got to take the the uh, the little races, man, <laughs> the lower series races. <laughs> uh, looking at this list, I mean, if I'm not gonna go with Chase, I'm gonna go with one of his teammates. Still, it's not Noah Gregson. I'm gonna go with Josh Berry. You know, Dover was a track last year. You saw him run up front, get close, came in second. He wins Dover last week. 
going to Darlington, this was another track where he really battled Justin Allgaier late in that race last year. Allgaier was just barely able to hold him off. But, you know, kind of like with Ben Rhodes, how I feel like he's going to a track where he's been good at in the past. He's coming off of win. I feel the same way with Josh Berry. I think he's obviously, you know, maybe not the best start to the year that he wanted. They had some issues, but he gets the win last week, going to another track, like I said, that he had some success at last year. Plus 800, pretty good value, especially coming off of a win. He's definitely one of the, you know, probably best four or five drivers in the Xfinity series right now. So I definitely like him. I think that's a solid pick in terms of guys that are, you know, some of the favorites for the race. I mean, I think any of the JRM cars could get it done this weekend. They've all shown flashes here. They're the one exception being Sam Mayer. What here they're at Darlington specifically. Mm-hmm. Sam Mayer in his one star had a break issue finished 29th of the 40 cars in his one start last year, but has had plenty of speed at basically every other track we've gone to. I think as usual, the JRM guys are the top of, of that list. I'm sure. Ty Gibbs will run well as to run well too. someone. I would, I mean, I've kind of been avoiding him because I don't think he's shown speed to win a race here or re- really win a race anywhere other than a road course so far. This is not a good track for Almondinger. Uh 13th and 20th in his two previous starts here in the Xfinity series. And just with the speed they've been lacking at plus a thousand, he's not someone that I would go out and get. But there are quite a few guys that are not the usual people we see in their cars this week. Obviously, I already mentioned Chase Elliott running the 88. But in terms of the notables, we also have Ryan Truix in the 18. Has ran solid in his starts. Um, not necessarily as good as the other guys that have been in the 18, but still solid. Uh, John Hunter in the 26, which has had some speed at various times. And Tyler Reddick in the 48 for Big Machine Records? Big Machine Racing? I don't remember their name. The Big Machine Machine Car, yeah. <laughs> but trying yeah. to get out see what kind of speed they have in that car. They could, He could go out and be very competitive or they could struggle a little bit. It's really hard to say until practice gets going, just because we don't really know where that car is. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And obviously, if you wait till practice and qualifying, if he goes out there and lays down a fast lap, you're probably not going to get him at the plus 1500 that he's currently at. So if that is somebody that you think is going to go out there and possibly contend. You probably want to get your money in on him now, although it is a bit of a risk because it could very well go the other way in terms of how he's running. When that car hits the track, uh, looking at some other people further down, further down the list, uh, Brandon Jones has a win here, plus two thousand. That's a pretty safe pick. But the guy I have circled right now, even though he has had a really, really rough start to the season, is Sheldon Creed, plus twenty five hundred, has multiple wins at Darlington in the Truck Series. If there's a place for him to turn his season around, it's here. And that's why, as a long shot, dark horse type of pick, we're going to go with Sheldon Creed at plus 25. I think that's great value. And if he could just get it going, there's a good chance he could do something here. He knows how to get around the place. Yeah, I mean, Creed definitely has talent here, has results here in the Trek series. Uh, I mean, I'm a broken record, but he's going to win eventually. At plus 2,000, I'm going to Sam Mayer for my value pick. Yeah, I think I got a solid one as well. He's he's showing the speed. Looked like maybe he had something in the early stages at Dover last week before all the pit road issues happened. But 
it's it's definitely definitely a safe choice in terms of somebody with those odds in terms of the value if you're looking for a big big time payout. So taking a look at the featured matchups, first one up in the Xfinity series, Brandon Jones and Landon Castle. Jones minus 150 to Castle's plus 120. Landon's been better the last couple of weeks, but Brandon Jones just having more experience here in terms of good equipment. I'm sure Landon's put together a bunch of races at Darlington driving for underfunded teams, but Jones having been, you know, with Joe Gibbs, having won here with Joe Gibbs in the past, I think minus 150. He's kind of that borderline guy that you think maybe can make a run into the championship four comes the end of the year at this point. I think that's a safe pick. I'm going to go with Brandon Jones. Yeah. I mean, Brandon Jones, easy pick, obviously better value with Landon, but I think the only way Landon finishes ahead of Brandon Jones is if Brandon Jones has issues. The JGR cars have just been better than the college cars. And this is a track Brandon Jones has had some success and has been done pretty well over the last few weeks. So I think Brandon Jones is the easy pick here. Second up here, Josh Berry and Justin Allgaier. Berry's my pick to win the race, and this is pretty close. Allgaier minus 120, Berry minus 110. I got to go with Josh Berry. You know, I already picked him to win the race. I really like the momentum he's building, and he came close to winning this race last year. He battled with Allgaier there at the end of the race, so I'm, I'm going to go Josh Berry here. here i i mean i i i know that it sounds crazy they just did something that's never been done before with the speed that this team has if sam mayor could put together a good run jrm could go one through five at this track <laughs> uh it's another track they've all had some levels of success at uh except for again sam mayor but it's not really fair he had one race here uh all has a win Gregson has a win. Barry came awfully close last year. And uh, so I, I just would not. Which is, is, which is actually funny enough, his second start here. Uh, he did start here back in 2016. I don't even know what team this is. Like the 55? Maybe. You know, racing reference, it just lists names. So it just says Victor Obaika. Oh, yeah, no, that might have been like the 97 then. But uh, it actually was the 97, yeah. But in his one start last year, didn't get to run the, the fall race. Uh, still finished second and led eight laps and was right there. I think uh, was leading one of the late race restarts and Algar just got the better of him. So they all could finish good. They all could finish in top five. They all will have top five speed, I imagine. But I'm going to go Algar here. All right, and then moving into the final matchup, Ty Gibbs, Noah Gregson. Gregson, minus 125, Gibbs, minus 105. Gregson's definitely, would you say he's been the best driver this year? I know he's not leading the points, and Gibbs has more wins, but it feels like Noah's been the best. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just because, you know, the, the junior fan in me talking. But... Ty Gibbs has seemed to cool off a little bit, especially ever since Martinsville and that whole incident there. Gregson being great at Darlington in general. Easy pick for me. I'm going to go Noah. I mean, I just went on a rant about how JRM could finish in the top five. I don't think I could not pick Noah here. Yeah. <laughs> safe. Safe there. Which so, is uh, your favorite matchup? Favorite matchup here. 
probably probably the safest one again. It's not the not the value there, but if I'm looking for one that I'd bet a lot on, it's probably Brandon Jones. It just kind of seems kind of seems uneven. I mean, that's and the odds show it too. It'd be a minus yeah. one fifty, but. He's been running a lot better than Landon right now, and again, I know Landon's beginning to turn it around. I'm still going to take Brandon Jones. I mean, that's, the team's just faster. Money. Just yeah. JGR has just been faster than colleagues, so <laughs> uh, I agree. But I don't want to pick the same one as you, so I'm going to go with Gregson over Gibbs. No, I mean, like I said, I think I think Gibbs has kind of cooled off a little bit. That, that Martinsville incident. Might have something to do with it. Hasn't just really hasn't had the same bite since then. But I mean, they've only ran two races since then. That's that's fair, I guess. They, they one of them. One first. of them was Dago, where he wrecked himself and his teammates. And... Yeah, that's that's a big, uh, big flag right there. What do you do? Yeah, that? but I mean, it, I think it was just Ty Gibbs thinking he owns the the racetrack and going wherever he wants. I mean, last week he was clearly the, I mean, the best of the cars that weren't JRM cars broke up a JRM one, two, three. Cause he was running fourth there towards the end and passed, uh, Gregson for third. So, I mean, he's still been good. It's only been a couple of races. It feels like a long time ago. They had an off week and with how much stuff's happened, Martinsville seems like an eon ago. Yeah. But so it's, you- it's only been a couple of races. You don't seem as down on him as I am at the moment. So, is he on your fantasy team? Uh, he is not on my fantasy team. Uh, leading off my fantasy team is the guy that uh, I picked to win the race, Chase Elliott. 11100 Expensive, for sure. But not really all that much more expensive than some of the other guys at the top, including... My second driver, Noah Gregson, at ten eight hundred. Uh, pick the top two. It's expensive. You have to make up the value elsewhere. But Chase z- could already have a couple wins here in the Cup Series, and has had cars at least that were capable of finishing in the top seven in the last five or six Cup races here, and uh, basically almost every time caught up in someone else making a boneheaded move. So Chase, to me, easy pick, cup guy in what I think is the top team in the Xfinity series right now. Uh, Noah Gregson. I don't know that he's slam dunk been the best. I do think overall both Noah and Ty Gibbs have been better than AJ. Uh, AJ is just super consistent, super talented, and just the car right now I think is holding him back. And uh, he's still been able to go out and lead the points, and it just speaks to how good he is. But I do think in terms of actual race speed, Noah and Ty Gibbs have been better. But at this track, with this team and his experience, I'm going to take Noah here for the fantasy team. Uh, Five starts, all finishes of eighth or better. Led at least 40 laps in three of the five races. And won our last time out here, so... I uh, I think he'll, with the season he's having, he's going to go out and do really good. You know, didn't pick him to win, but I won't hate it either. Uh, the next guy I have here at plus, or sorry, at 8,600 is Sam Mayer. Man, don't if, really if have, Sam Mayer was at plus 8,600, I'd be betting my house on him. I <laughs> uh, don't really have the stats, because again, only one start here. But on the season has been running well and has started to finish well. 
after a slow start. Got home, got it back up to uh, fifth place finish at Dover despite losing a tire one uh, one stop and speeding in another. Still has managed to bring it back and or managed to bring it back and finish fifth. Uh, outside of Talladega, because it is Talladega, does have five straight top five finishes, or four sorry four straight top five finishes, so four in the last five races. And I, I think this is just a track with how good JRM is. The teammates he can lean on, I expect him to go out and finish well. So at 8,600, I like him more than any other guys around him. Third is, not again, not a surprise. I'm kind of a homer with these things. Uh, Ryan Sieg, who's been incredibly consistent this year, but also has been pretty consistent at Darlington over the last few starts. Uh, in his last four starts, has a 7th, a 3rd, a ninth, and an 11th. And that included the two starts last year when they were a kind of a bad team overall. They still finished ninth and 11th here last year. So 11th is, other than his crash at Vegas, his worst finish of the year. And I think he'll at least be able to match that again. Uh, maybe, you know, he'll start in the back again, work his way up, get you some more points there, too. Uh, the next guy I have, uh, two more here. Actually, actually Alex LeBay at 6,400. Uh, finished 10th in his last two starts here. Uh, pretty much better stats than anyone near him in terms of uh, actually getting a good finish out of it. And those Gosling cars have been Gosling cars, but have been pretty good. Uh, sometimes they qualify better than they run, but they've still been pretty solid. And at, uh, and he is sitting right now uh, top 20 in points, I believe, and has been pretty decent this year. So at 60, uh, 6,400, I like him. And the last one here, and this is, you know, don't have a lot left, just 5,600 left. There are a lot of interesting names here. Timmy Hill usually could bring home the car in one piece. Uh, Ryan Vargas uh, qualifies decent, doesn't always run as good. Kyle Sieg and those Sieg cars, although Kyle's probably out, uh, been outperformed by almost everyone else that's gotten in the car. But I'm actually going with Tommy Joe Martins at 5,400. That team, Alpha Prime, I think has been better than Tommy Joe Motorsports or whatever it was last year was. Uh, has finished 15th here before. Was actually finished 15th here last year and uh his one of his i think his second start of the year and uh, they've had a lot of speed so i think he'll uh be able to bring home a top 20. yeah i i actually also have tommy joe on my team as well 5400 he falls in you know i've, I've already said it with a lot of guys so far today that i've been picking but you got to risk it if you want to win sometimes he, he shows some speed has issues 5400 again if you're going to try to stack the lineup it's something you got to go with so he's there you already touched on him i think if he can't keep it in one piece probably is going to be a candidate for a top 20 especially with how that team's been this year uh next up kyle sieg again has showed speed that that team really has especially in qualifying this year so it's a bit of a risky pick but again if you, you want to get some of these higher end guys you got to try to Filling your holes with good people, good value at a lower side there, and you know, 5,500 again with how he's run, worth the risk in my opinion. Uh, Brett Moffitt, 7,400, kind of falls into that category where they need to start to 
get it going in the right direction. Driver with plenty of experience at Darlington, 7,400. More of a, a mid-range one, but, you know, it's it's time for him to get going. And I think maybe he could do something here this week. We'll see. Still still not thrilled about it, but when you lock yourself in like I did, there's, there's only so many people you could go with. I do, I do feel like he finished. Yeah, he did finish eighth here back uh, last year. Mm-hmm. In uh, the R Motorsports car, so he has gotten a good finish here uh, in the Xfinity series. So not not a bad pick at all. If he was, like, if they were like a one car team or even a two car team, and there are more resources going towards him, I'd feel more confident. But just it's one of those teams that feels like they they stretch themselves a little thin this year. So you don't really know what you're going to get. But seventy four hundred actually was the last person I picked to fill out my lineup. Just best available out of what I was looking at there in my eyes. Uh, now we're going to the guys that pretty much load this lineup similar to my truck one, real top heavy. Josh Berry picked him to win the race. Noah Gregson, great at Darlington, won here in the fall last year, and Chase Elliott. So it, those top three guys, again, it's it's built to carry. If you get one of those guys out front, maybe one of them has a you know bad qualifying run to at least their standards. Like Noah Gregson qualifying 12th would probably be considered bad for him. But at least that way, you might be able to get some points there. You're going to need someone to carry it. Hopefully the bat guys do their job, get you a good, you know, 20 to 30 points. And if that's the case, I, I see potential with this team, but you're going to need somebody up front, whether it be Barry Elliott or Gregson to carry it. All right, so that's it for the Xfinity series. Time to move on to the main event for throwback weekend, the Goodyear 400. Kyle Larson, the favorite, plus 500, had, I believe, two runner-up finishes here last year, so very close to winning. Couldn't very, quite get there. Very yes. close in the Southern 500. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he, he got very close to Denny at the end of the race. He, he used the wall and the car up to get there, but he, he was there. <laughs> Cannot get much closer than he was. No, not at all. Uh, plus 500, definitely decent odds. But again, this, this so far hasn't. I don't even want to say that because he didn't really start to pick it up till after the six hundred. But this isn't the Kyle Larson that you saw at the end of the year. Well, he's still showing speed. Yeah, he still and, has the speed, and even like, but they haven't had like. I feel like by this point last year, you sit there like, man, look at all these races he could have won. Already. He almost won Atlanta. He almost won this Darlington race. Got close to Truex, but couldn't quite reel him in and used the stuff up at the end. So. He already could have had more than one win. But could have won the, the Daytona road course yeah. if he didn't wreck himself trying <laughs> to win the race. So And then this year, like they've been good. They, they've been very good, just not the same level, which I mean is, I think, to be expected. But plus 500, I mean, I wouldn't blame anybody for picking him at that. Denny Hamlin plus 800. I know he showed a lot of speed at Dover, but it still seems a little too early to be putting him here as a favorite just after, you know, essentially half a good race. Yeah. I I get that this is a good track for him. So was Martinsville, and that was bad. So I would not be, you know, there's a decent chance if he was still plus 800 come race day. That by then that feels like a good pick, but right now with the lack of consistency they've had for sure and their inability to close races, I uh, do not like Denny at plus eight hundred. Uh, but I do like, and my pick to win the race is Chase. 
said it, I'm pretty sure, already on our last, last podcast. But Hell, you already picked him for the Xfinity race. Him for the Xfinity <laughs> race. And I picked him for here, Chase Elliott, plus 800. I mean, Chase Elliott could be minus 500, and I was still going to pick him as the plan all along. Yeah, I'm I'm just going through here, and, and maybe it's just how I feel about Darlington, but there's nobody jumping out, even at the favorites to me. Kyle Larson at plus 500. It's good. Plus 500 for the guy who is the favorite. That's solid value anywhere. But I don't know. Just Kyle Busch, he seems like he's maybe he's beginning to to get there with this new car. You know, I think it's a little little bit of a rough start. More because of just bad luck. I mean, he could have won Las Vegas. And just nothing, nothing seemed to be clicking right there at the beginning of the year for the 18 team. But now they're they're beginning to get there. I feel like you know had the win at Dirt Bristol, albeit we all know what happened. But he was still there to capitalize on Reddick and Briscoe's incident. Top five run at Talladega. I think he was going to finish no worse than second at Dover. That race was going to come down to him and Alex Bowman had they not had that yellow when they were making their green flag pit stop. So Kyle Busch plus 1,000. Darlington's uh, maybe not his best track, but he has had some good runs there. Obviously won there in 2008. I think uh, with his M&M's throwback to their first ever race in the series on their last, last season here, one of the last races they'll be on here at Darlington. I'm going to go Kyle Busch at plus 1,000. For my value pick, there's, you know, that 2,000 line. I know when we when I checked earlier in the week, Reddick was at 2,000. Has creeped up a bit at 1,800. Uh, there are some guys, I think, that have shown speed here before. Certainly could, could be a pick. Austin Dillon almost won the Sudden 500 a couple years ago. Uh, certainly... Not a terrible pick there, but the guy I'm gonna go also actually does have a win here. I'm gonna go Eric Jones plus four thousand. Yeah, so I mean we can just go into the featured matchups because those are those are both the ones that I'm looking at. Um, you you went with Jones. He's coming off of another pretty good run. Obviously, he's in a playoff spot right now. I do like the pick. He's been good at Darlington, like you said. Did win a Southern 500 here when he was running for Gibbs. I I think he's probably going to run top 10 this week. Like, you can actually bet top 10s. I don't know if they're up right now, but that's somebody who I feel real confident is going to have a good run. But I feel a little more confident in Austin Dillon in terms of winning the race. Just, uh, I like going with my gut. Sometimes it works. He's been pretty good this year. Maybe hasn't shown the race-winning pace like his teammate Tyler Reddick has at times. But if you go look at Austin Dillon, he he finds a way to get close there at the end. He's always up there. Takes him a long time to get there, but even in, you know, not even just the races that he's won, but races where, you know, he's gotten top five finishes. He just kind of seems to come out of nowhere, and I kind of expect that from him as well this weekend. Probably not a guy I'd, you know, load up on, obviously, because... It takes a lot to win at Darlington, even though he's come close. But at plus 3,000, I think it's a pretty solid uh, bet. So taking a look at the featured matchups, starting off, Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin Truex, minus 120, Hamlin minus 110. I'm not sold on Hamlin, what we saw out of Dover. Truex would have had a top five as well if he didn't 
get a little too aggressive there on the last lap. So, well, both of these guys historically very good here. I'm going to go Martin Truex. Yeah, I mean, even with uh, Truex's years uh, not being with such hot teams, uh, still has the fourth best average finish here at Darlington. Uh, Denny does have the second best, uh, although I th- I'm pretty sure Joe Gibbs would probably be pretty close to the same. Truex has just shown more speed basically every week outside of Dover, and he managed to be there at the end, although be it again, took himself out. Still finished 12th, but uh, then Hamlin has all year. Uh, Hamlin probably had more speed at Dover, but just things didn't go quite his way. Uh, I'm also going Truex here. Next up, Chris Busher and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Busher minus 165, Stenhouse plus 135. I'm not falling for Stenhouse even after the second place run last week. Busher's a safer pick. Well, you know, he did slide back to what? Eighth? Is that where he ended up last week? He he still got on the pole and ran pretty much between, you know, definitely inside the top 15. I think he was in the top 15 almost 90%, if not more, last week. So, Busher's just been better this year. I'm not taking the bait on Stenhouse. I'll take Busher, even though it's minus 165. Stenhouse has one career top 15 at Darlington. I'm taking Busher very easily. <laughs> Next up is Kyle Busch, Ross Chastain. My pick, Kyle Busch, at minus 130, because I'm locked into him already. Ross Chastain, even money, plus 100. Who you got, Mark? I got Ross. Uh, This has historically actually been a decent track for Ross. Almost won in his first... I I don't think it was his first Xfinity start there. But almost won his first race in an Xfinity race there. With uh, racing with Kevin Harvick, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last year finished 15th and third. And that third last year, I feel like, was one of the first times it really felt like, yeah, Ross could definitely win a cup race if he was on a better team in terms of what we saw in the cup series. So I like Kyle a lot, but I am going Ross here. I can't blame you, especially at even money. That's always tempting. If I wasn't locked into Kyle, I might take a look at Ross, but can't do it. Last matchup, William Byron and Ryan Blaney. Byron minus 140, Blaney plus 110. I know Blaney's had a pretty good start to the year. They're coming off of a bad week at Dover. Byron also tore car up in practice. Wasn't that great in the race either. But Ryan Blaney... He's lucky that they, while Dover and Darlington are together, they're not like that in the playoffs anymore because he hey, might be in some trouble still. <laughs> he did get an eighth at Darlington last year. Uh, yeah. You know, if it wasn't for the fact they just bombed Dover, I could see myself going Blaney, but with just how bad that race was. I'm nervous William, for the Fords. It, yeah. I. It, it wasn't good. <laughs> that was... That was really bad last week. You're not wrong. And we could probably touch up on that here in a second, but I'm going William Byron. I'm also going William Byron. Uh, Easy there. What what about the Fords? I know it was bad at Dover, but they they have been the worst manufacturer, I'd say, so far this year. It was funny because I feel like before they uh, had some speed and while we're behind the Chevys, we're clearly ahead of the Toyotas. And... Then it kind of just, I feel like, obviously, like, Briscoe won a race and contended for a couple. Blaney's been up near the front. 
Lagana's been up near the front, but it doesn't feel like they've gotten any quicker. I talked a lot about it during the West Coast swing. These teams get back to Charlotte. Let's see what they can do. And it seems like to Toyota found something that they changed, started working a little differently, and they've had more speed since then. And I do not feel the same about the Fords. I mean, they've they've definitely feel like they they're sliding back. Other than maybe Chris Busher and Brad Keselowski, but they were never near the front. They're they're probably running. Brad's probably running where he's been so far this year. Busher, I think you can make the argue, argument, especially after coming off last week, has definitely improved. But outside of that, you know, you see Chase Briscoe up there. Probably it feels like maybe once every three races, which isn't bad. But he's still a young driver, and he, he obviously <laughs> threw a race away at, at Bristol. He'll get up there, but he does still doesn't finish up there. Has had uh, been stuck at three top tens for the last three weeks after uh, finishing. I mean, Daytona's Daytona, but one Phoenix just straight up won the race and then ha doesn't have a top five since then. Yeah, so I'm with you in terms of the Fords. The Toyotas have definitely it's only even led seven laps outside of Dirt Bristol yeah. since then. Yeah, so that's. Well, that's puzzling. Well, not maybe not puzzling. That's a concerning, I guess. I mean, like it? last week, there's no knock against Chris Buescher, but it's I don't feel like that team should ever be the top finishing Ford, and he was, albeit just barely over Kevin Harvick. Uh, but that is not the kind of performance you would expect. I mean, Toyotas are always there's never that many because there's only six in the sport. There's only six in the Cup Series, um, and we know that for sure. Uh, Kurt had his issues. Denny had his issues, and the other Toyotas, though, I, I feel like all spent some time near the front. Bubba slid back a bit at the end, uh, ultimately finished 16th. But he was up in the top 10 at one point. If you go uh, off what Bubba said, they like broke a toe link or something. Yeah, yeah, they broke a. Wasn't a toe? It was a sway bar mount. Yeah, sway. Yeah, I think you're right. It was a sway bar mount. Yeah. Uh, but the rest of them all spent time near the... I mean, like I said, even Bubba spent time near the front. Christopher Bell finished fourth. Truex was going to finish fourth before he he spun himself. Kyle was in a position to win the race of the most laps. Like The Toyotas have found something. I still think they are behind the Chevys. But they found something. And the Fords just have struggled, it feels like. Uh, I mean, even Dega, which I don't know how much that matters, but I mean, Michael McDowell was the highest finishing Ford at an eighth. I, and that was not... Usually, I feel like we see the Fords up near the front, like, kind of almost managing the race, and that never really happened to Dega. I was going to say that, where, like, a lot of the plate races over the last couple of years, the Fords have been the ones up front. You even saw that in the 500. They they were nowhere to be found, at least in you know compared to how they normally do. Anyways, uh, Ryan Blaney led twenty three laps. I know Joey Logano got wrecked. Brad Keselowski had a bunch of problems. So, I guess looking at it that way, the guys that you would expect to be running up there for Ford, they they had issues. Blaney was really the only one in position at the end of the race. I feel like to really do anything and. You know, he, it didn't happen. He ended up finishing 11th. But the fact that they didn't run to their normal standard at Dega, probably a red flag. I mean, I would say at the bare, bare minimum, Toyota's caught them. At the bare minimum, I, I do think Toyota's, Toyota's uh, top line 
uh, level of drivers are better than Ford's. Uh, you have three, well, two championship winners, a perennial championship contender, three Hall of Famers for sure. And then, I mean, Kurt too, but that team's, that team's not been so great. Uh, I, I think Toyota's passed them. But I was going to say, I, think, I don't think it's hard to argue Toyota's passed them, but at the bare minimum, they've caught them, which is, uh, I mean, Ford had the lead and they just, they lost it. And, now they don't have to just worry about trying to beat the Chevys, but I mean the Toyotas are running better too. So, clearly out on Ford. Are there any Fords on your fantasy team? Uh, there are, there are, but that's not who we'll start with. We'll start with the most expensive guy, as usual, who is not the most expensive guy in the race. I did not pick Larson, but I did pick Chase Elliott. Uh, as I mentioned, could have five, six straight. No, five straight top uh, seven finishes. Instead, crashed last last time out. Got crashed into both races, the last two races in 2020. Uh, has ran very good here. Doesn't have the win there, but I did pick him to win. I think they are up there with the best performance-wise they've been, especially this early into the season. I feel like he always... Starts a little bit slower. They take some time to get there. They got that win. I'm sure Allen will find a way to give it away this week. But for now, <laughs> I think he'll run well, real well, and I have him picked. Uh, the second guy I have at 9,900 is Kyle. I think he's been the best of the Toyotas. This He hasn't won here in a long time. Uh, almost 14 years. I guess at this point it has been 14 years, or it will be here. If he doesn't win uh, this weekend, but it still has a lot of good finishes in there. Uh, I don't really remember him ever running bad. Like he doesn't always finish great, gets caught up in other things. But I don't remember him ever, even you know, in 2020 where he wasn't running that great. Uh, I don't remember if anything happened in the first race in 2020. He did finish 26 then, but that was like a billion years ago at this point. But finished second, should have finished third. In the second race there, uh, when he wrecked Chase inadvertently and still got a top 10. And 2020 was not a great year for him. There are other years in here that weren't super great in terms of performance, but this has been a pretty reliable track for him. Uh, it's been a while since he led a lot of laps. Has actually not led any laps in five of the last, uh, four of the last five races. But even though Toyota's been struggling a bit, Kyle's throughout this whole thing was pretty good. And like, like I said, without stage points, he'd be... Uh, like 10 behind Chase or something like that. So they've been good. They take a little bit of a while to get there, but they've been good, and I, I like uh, the momentum he has right now. Re rebounding from that bad uh, pit road call, very unfortunate. Uh, winning miraculously at Dirt Bristol. Uh, I think he finished top five at Dega, too. So uh, I have him on the team. I think he'll do well. The other guy I have is actually the guy I picked to beat him. Ross, I already talked about his stats. Uh, ran really good here. Did good in the his Xfinity start here for Ganassi, and ran top five last time they were here. And he's the team and him are definitely way better than the last time he was here. So I would not be surprised even if he walked away with the win. Uh, then another guy I mentioned, my value pick to win the race, Eric Jones. Currently sports the I think second best average finish, third best average finish among active drivers at the track with a 10.1 hasn't been great 
in petty equipment here, but in Joe Gibbs equipment, never finished worse than eight, worse than eighth, and had four top fives in six races or seven races because there were three in twenty twenty. Uh, no, still six because there was only one before then. I'm bad at this. Um, last year had an engine issue. They finished thirty second in the second race. First race finished eighteenth. But Richard Petty Motorsports now being GMS Petty, uh, way better than they were last year. I fully expect him to go out run top ten, and at seventy seven hundred, I think that's great value there. Next guy I have is the one Ford I have in Chris Busher. Uh, I already mentioned he was the top four last uh, last time out, and this has just been a a pretty solid track for him. Uh, he has two top tens, being ninth. They're both races last year in a Jack Roush team that I feel is better now than they were then, and also has some top twenties in his JTG time here. And it's just been a pretty solid track for him at. 6900 I like the value. And the last guy, one of the one of my go-tos for that deeper value, Ty Gibbs. Not Ty Gibbs. Ty, I think I did this last week, too. Ty Dillon. Uh, hasn't set the world on fire here, but he hasn't really done that anywhere. But for Ty, this is his, I think, sixth best track for average finish. Uh, has five of his six races have finished inside the top 21. And this is the best equipment he's ever been in, I think, even finished third here back in 2017. And they've been pretty solid in getting what they need to get out of the car. Gets caught up in some things, and since they don't get stage points, it drops him pretty low. But I think this has been his best year so far. And I think at 5,100, that's some pretty good value there. Yeah, we have very, very similar teams, actually. I have Chase coming off the win. Darlington, one of his better tracks. Not going to shock me if he ends up, you know, putting together a great race and possibly getting a victory lane. I pick Kyle to win, so I'm also going to have Kyle Busch on my fantasy team at 9,900. You already touched up on it. Good track for him, even though he hasn't won here in a very long time. I think that might change, though, this weekend. Uh, next one on my list, Austin Dillon, plus 8,500. I was kind of toying around with him and Ross as well. I just have a good feeling about Austin this week, and you know Ross could very well go out there and have a great race too, but just salary didn't allow it. I'm leaning towards Austin. Have a good feeling about him. Came close to winning here in the past. Almost won that Southern 500. One more lap, you might have gotten by Kevin Harvick that year. But we're going to go with Austin here, 8,500. I think that's pretty solid. Next up, Brad Keselowski, 7,900, going with the other Roush guy. You took Busher, I took Brad. I think he's just going to have a, a solid day on Sunday. Nice veteran race. Hoping for a top 10. Really think it'll be at least the top 15. Of course, I want him to win, especially in that Mark Martin throwback. But I did have Brad on the team initially. I think I ultimately went with Eric Jones instead and got some more money to use elsewhere. But I did have Brad on the team as well at one point. Oh. Also have Eric Jones on my team too, <laughs> so <laughs> that's another one. I'm with you too on Jones, where I think it's going to be a top ten run for him. I already said if you can find a place that allows you to take bets right now on top tens, do it. I think Eric Jones is a pretty good bet. I think he's going to have a really good run this weekend, and you know if he just 
keeps it clean like you could normally do at Darlington. 7,700, a pretty good value pick. And I also took his teammate, Ty Dillon, 5,100. You know, it's funny. We ragged on Ty at the beginning of the year, but he's he's putting together a very respectful season in that 42 car. 5,100, it feels like I'm robbing somebody for him at that price. He's going to be around 20th place, give or take, if you know he doesn't have any issues. That's pretty much what he's done all year. He's... You know, averaging twenty five point two points right now, it's it's a safe pick. Like he's just he's been solid this year. And in terms of fantasy, you need somebody like that on your team. Fifty one hundred, it's it's too easy to take him. That's probably the one downside. There's a lot of people that you know have been doing the research, keeping up with stats, and just monitoring how he's done this year. He's probably going to be on a high percentage of teams. It's probably the one downside to taking him. But outside of that, it's it's hard not to with how he's around. It's been a pretty solid, not remarkable, but solid year for, for Ty Dillon. Yep, so, solid enough to get him on my fantasy team. <laughs> but that'll wrap it up for the fantasy. Any final thoughts before we sign off with this episode? Yeah, it'll be real fun next to be talking about how Chase has won two cup races in a row and three races he ran in a row. Oh, man, you're, you're tempting fate, like, when he ends up in the wall on lap like 69. Yeah, I'll go back to never picking him again. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't got to worry that much about that. Oh. You know, I like Chase. Hopefully it doesn't end with him in the wall, especially because he's on my fantasy team. But I'll take a Kyle Bush win right now. He, he's my guy for the week. And uh, we'll see what happens on Sunday. It's going to be a great weekend, throwback weekend. Lots of great paint schemes. Always cool to see him back out on the track. But we will be back here after the race on Sunday. We'll give you a whole breakdown on all the racing that happened this weekend. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next time. Brandon Monroe here. Thanks for listening to the Bernie Breakdown. Remember to keep listening to us on your favorite podcasting platform. And remember to follow us at Bernie Breakdown on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and all of our other social media platforms. 